This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's hour number three of the G-Bag Nation here on your home of the Cowboys, a Cowboys Monday. We're asking you, how much confidence do you have now with the matchup set a week from tonight? The Cowboys will visit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And joining us now is uh, one of the best defensive players to ever play this game of football, lights out Sean Merriman, joining us here on 105.3 The Fan. And a good afternoon, sir. How the heck are you? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's, it's, it's great to have you. Sean, let's jump right into this, and, and maybe you could ask the question that we're asking our listeners here. You know, the, the Cowboys really haven't played well in a while now. They're still 12-5, and five, though, on the year. Did you ever have a situation like this where you were stumbling down the stretch, but still, man, we got 12 wins, and, and how should you feel going into a game like this? Well, you know, first and foremost, um, they have a, the Cowboys have a really good team, right? If you look across the board, they, they, they got weapons. They're very well balanced, and when they're playing well, they are very difficult to play against. Um, one thing that's working in their favor is that is a path to uh, to the Super Bowl, right? The team they're playing, they they should get a win against Tampa. Um, and the path getting there shouldn't get difficult until they have to see the 49ers or, or you know Philly or, or one of the better teams. Um, with that being said, you know this is the year that Dak Prescott he has to show that he can lead them bare minimum deep into the playoff because they, after that, they have to start looking around and start to make moves because they spent a lot of money to keep them there. Um, you know, and they have other pieces on the defense side of the ball. I mean, Makai Parsons, man, it, we haven't seen nothing like that in 10 or 15 years. And it probably will be another 10 or 15 years before we see another guy like him. Uh, Diggs and, you know, these players, uh, that's up front pass rushing. They're making plays. They got a good running, running game with two guys. And so they have to figure out a way to get past this first round and get somewhere deep in the playoffs, bare minimum, so they have an opportunity to win a championship, or else they're probably going to have to look around and, and make moves without that. Okay, wow, that's interesting, Sean Merriman. So you would start looking at the quarterback position this offseason if they can't make a run with this squad? I would. I would. And because, you know, the, and what they're putting out right now, and we all know, we all know and understand, you have a very small window to to get a ring i mean you just do you start looking at the pieces of the puzzle they have now do they do they have the guys there yes they do they have a easier path to get there including you know having i'm not you know any, anybody can win on any sunday i don't, I don't want to look over tampa bay at all but if you look at the teams they could have played first round you say okay cool they can go out and win this game they can get past first round who we got next who we got next they have an easier path into the NFC Championship game in order to win a ring. If they don't do it this year, or at least get close to it, you have to look at the most important position on the field, and that's Dak. Hey, Sean, you know, you were outstanding as a, a pass rusher. And, you know, and, and I, I wonder when you look at Micah Parsons, and, you know, very early in the season, into the middle of the season, having great success. What did you have to deal with as a pass rusher as you became more successful 
in those types of situations where all of a sudden, like teams weren't letting you get to the get to the quarterback like they once did. You know, I was direct uh, direct messaging uh, Michael Parsons and, uh, and text messaging him during the off season. You know, after his first year, right? Um, I told him, I said, this is the year that you're going to really have to step it up because you're not you're on everyone's radar now, right? You're not just playing against a quarterback or the offense. You're playing against offensive coordinators who are going to do everything possible to keep you away from the football. And that's double team, slide protection, doing these different things. But you really can't do anything with Parsons because you can move him around so much. So you can't really game plan him. So, yeah, you can slide or slide protection or send a guy his way, but you really don't. He can line up in the B-gap. He can line up and play outside linebacker on both sides of the ball. He can move around. So that's what makes him so dangerous. One thing we pointed out during the postgame show yesterday, and I think Jason Garrett might have even mentioned it during Sunday Night Football, Cowboys are 1-4 and four on grass versus playing on turf this year. And the Cowboys' defense is really built on team speed. Did you notice that affecting your performance, your defense's performance, playing on grass versus playing on that fast turf? Uh, not really, man. I mean, you know, I know there's um, you know, going to be a lot of statistics that say otherwise, but at the end of the day, you got 60 minutes of football, and whether that's on the grass or the street, uh, concrete, you know, wh- whatever it is, dirt, you go out there and you win a football game. And, you know, I think the statistics is cool for everybody else going into the game. Maybe maybe people just bet on the game. Maybe that gives them an upper hand or so forth. It makes it fun for them. But as a player, you're not going to say, hey, guys, we're not going to have that much success today because we're playing on this grass or this turf. Um, and I, I think the mindset of the players is just that. It's crazy that Tom Brady's still doing it. But as you get ready to play for him, what were one of the keys over the course of your career when you're getting ready to play against a quarterback the caliber of a Tom Brady? What was the focus just to try and get something against a guy that's as smart as he is, that gets the ball out as quick as he does? Well, you know, first and foremost, for Tom to be doing what he's doing right now, even you know, I know he's had some bad games. He, you know, he's missed a couple big balls, especially like the Mike Williams, uh, Mike Evans and, um, you know, it's, it's certain things that he would have done well if this was five years ago. So there he is. There is some kind of a decline, which he should. But him to be on the field, even talking about the playoffs at 45 years old, we'll never hear again in this lifetime. And I don't use the word never too too often because, you know, things happen all the time. But we will never see another 45-year-old contend and compete like the way Tom does. He's that special breed. But with Tom, you have to get on him early. You have to hit him and close the door in the third quarter. Do not give him a shot in that fourth quarter with any time left on the clock because I don't care what age he is or how he's played the, the whole season or the whole game. That fourth quarter is where he really turns it on. It's Sean Merriman with us, courtesy Lights Out Extreme Fighting on Fubo Sports. Okay, let's talk draft day a little bit. Uh, Sean, did the Cowboys betray you? No, I wouldn't call it betray, man. I mean, really, I, I just actually um, was at dinner probably uh, either right before the season started with Jerry Jones out in L.A. We talked. I mean, I, I love the, the Jones family and Steven, all, all the guys out there. I, I don't think it was a betray at all. Was I shocked? Hell yeah. You know, like, huh. you know, because I talked to Jerry Jones. We sat in, in uh, Bill Parcells, so I thought I was going there. But it was never any malice or ill will, man. Um, you know, I, I was happy to see the Jones family. We, we sat around. We talked a little bit. Got a chance to spend some time together, and um, you know, I was texting uh, Jerry, and emailing Jerry Jones about a few weeks ago, and uh, you know, so I will always have much love and respect for him. And yeah, of course, if you think you're going to be a, a, a cowboy before the draft, and you tell your friends and family and coaches, and everybody to go get 
custom-made Merriman Cowboy jersey, yeah, you're going to be a little upset. But um, no oh. no ill will or malice at all. Were you hoping or was there ever an occasion that you thought maybe you'd be a Cowboy later on in your career? No, not later on, actually. Um, you know, wherever I started out as where I wanted to ultimately retire. I mean, I know that's not, you know, usual nowadays because I don't care how great you are. You're going to get older. You're going to have some injuries. You're going to get beat up a little bit. And we all know as players, you're going to get cut, traded, waived, and something's going to happen at some point in time. It's just part of the business. So, if anything, it wouldn't have been later on. It would have, it would have been when I got drafted. Sean, now you're, you, you, got the, uh, you got the fighting stuff going down right now. How much fighting are you doing personally? I, I just actually left the gym right now, hitting mitts and doing some light sparring. I, but for me, I do it to stay in shape. Um, you know, as you get further away from the game, you, you want to compete more and stay with it. I think that every former athlete should pitch, pick up some kind of discipline when they retire. As you see a lot of these, uh, you know, former athletes and uh, Le'Veon Bell, Frank Gore, um, Adrian Peterson, they just you had a fight not too long ago. So there's more athletes, former athletes, transitioning into combat sports and with lights out extreme fight, man, we want to get as many former athletes we possibly can. And obviously, we're on Fubo. So anyone that doesn't have Fubo, check us out. Big fight this Saturday, uh, live at 6 p.m. Eastern. I'm six, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific on Fubo Sports. Okay, that's outstanding. Now, during your playing days, were you were you always one that's trying to pick the fight in practice, or did you ever get in any 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 little tussles? Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. I was good for one fight every training camp. That that was a must. Um, you know, guys had bets on if it was going to be the, the, the third or fourth day or the second week, but it was it was pretty much certain that I was going to have at least one fight during training camp. But that, that's what happens when, you know, you look at those guys as brothers, you're, you're around each other every single day more than you are with your own family, and, you know, you fight with your brothers sometime, man, and, and it was it was great times going to battle with them um, and, and playing. I played with some of the best guys you can have asked for. Hey, Sean, with, with now you see the Chargers in Los Angeles – it's just weird. I love, you know, I've always loved the uniforms and stuff like, is it strange for you? I mean, with such a, it was, I, I always thought the crowd in San Diego was a, a really good crowd. I just never could figure out why a team would ever want to leave from there. Well, you know, first and foremost, I was put um, on a panel to help the team stay in San Diego. And I think that, you know, we're so far, I think it was, it was a little bit weird for me the first time, um, to, you know, to kind of give you a funny story in 2017, I announced a draft in Tennessee and, uh, you know, they just made the move. So <clears throat> of course, you know, I played for the San Diego Chargers, but in my head, when you're looking at 120,000 people out to the crowd, it's very easy to say San Diego Chargers, not Los Angeles Chargers. But I think that's, um, after the first the move happened um, and see the fans now coming to the game and, you know, just the conversion, the transition. And some of the people who are on a fence about supporting the team from years ago are now, you know, kind of move gravitating back to the to the team and, and get more involved. You know, speaking of the draft, and I know Gavin asked you about, you know, the Cowboys and, and that relationship. They ended up taking DeMarcus Ware, who was just named a Hall of Fame finalist, do you have any relationship with D. Ware and, and, and maybe uh, what that's been like, having that career path between the two of you over the course of how that went? Yeah, I actually, uh, several months ago, I went to go work out with D. Ware at his gym out there in, um, in, in Dallas. And, um, yeah, we, we still keep in contact. We still talk uh, all the time. And whenever we get a chance to, to meet up, we'll see each other. Um, in my opinion, no doubt about it, D-West should be a first ballot. I don't, I don't think that, you know, there should be a, a question at all with that. Um, and we talk about our careers, you know, I got injured early and I always say this, um, whether I, you know, no one, no matter what somebody saw my career as longevity is the key. 
right? So I had, you know, some some great years in the NFL, but I wasn't so much afterwards. And so you're talking about compare our two careers, you have to put D. Ware up there because just the longevity and how, how long at a high level that he did it. Well, you certainly both had iconic sack dances. That that's true. I mean, the the, the lights out and the Hulk smash are both absolutely. You know, my, epic. No, my, my sack dance is definitely better. I, I remind him that all the time. There's no question about that. I had a better sack dance. That that I won't have a gold jacket, but I had a cooler sack dance. That's for sure. Where did that originate, by the way? Well, you know, my sophomore year, um, you know, I knocked out four guys in one game in high school, uh, and so. I begged my mom to let me get a, a lights out tattoo on my right forearm, a hand with a hand in the switch, me turn the lights out. Um, I had a big hit my freshman year at the University of Maryland live on TV, first national TV game I got into, and I kind of just did this dance, and I stuck with it. The crowd got loud. My teammates loved it. Coaches loved it. And uh, I just stuck with it and called the lights out dance. Sean Merriman with us on 105.3 The Fan with the G-Bag Nation. So just one final question on your MMA league, Lights Out Extreme Fighting, which will be on Fubo Sports, and you've got uh, a fight coming up this Saturday on January 14th. I just wonder how you ended up starting the league. I'm a big MMA fan myself. Was this a passion project for you, or how did you get into this? Yeah, I actually started uh, between 2005 and 2006 uh, training with Jay Glazer and, over at Fox and uh, Randy Couture. Um, you know, they, we just went in there to work on my hand-eye coordination. I wanted to get better using my hands as an outside linebacker. Uh, turned out I was really good at the sport. Um, and so I started training with more bigger MMA fighters during the offseason. In 2018, I launched Lights Out Extreme Fighting, as you just said, on uh, Fubo Sports, Fubo TV. We got a huge fight Saturday uh, in Riverside, California. But you guys can check us out live, man. If you don't have Fubo, get it. We, uh, we're going to be hot this, uh, this Saturday. Uh, Sean, I'm curious, who was the uh, of the, the of the the tackles that you went up against in your career? Who was the best? Uh, it, it's tough, man. Um, I, you, because you got to even go back as further, like uh, Orlando Pace, right from, mm. from St. Louis. Um, Orlando Pace, Walter Jones, Willie Rofe. Uh I had to go against Marcus McNeil every day in practice, so that just sharpened me up. And, you, and if he had a longer and healthier career, I would put him up there also with those guys. It, was, it wasn't Maurice Jones' drill. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, lo- I love you, Sean. I just had to do it. <laughs> uh, no, it was it wasn't that. Who was the running back? Most difficult running back to bring down? I would say um, Adrian Peterson. Man, um, I, you know, in 2007, I believe it was, we played Minnesota in Minnesota. I, I've never seen he broke the rushing record that day. I've never seen anybody run as hard as he did. Um, you know, I, and I played on the team with LT. I mean, LT, in my opinion, is the top three greatest running back of all time. Uh, but Adrian Peterson that day did something that I've never seen out of anybody before. He just ran with so much, so much aggression and power, and just persistence, and just wouldn't give up. I, I was happy that that fourth quarter whistle blew. He probably would have still been running to the day. If you could get in the ring with one person right now and whoop that ass, who is it? Um, I don't know. I got. Yeah, I can't pick on. I would say Tom Brady, but that really wouldn't be a fight. Right? <laughs> what about Jake Paul? Uh, yeah, he's too light, too small. Um, I don't know, maybe Logan. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to you know, throw out names, but I'm, I'm definitely to open up to fighting a former athlete or something like that or WWE, former you know, WWE guy or somebody will put on a show and bring him over to Lights Out, light it up on football and get after it. Looks like Adrian Peterson is game and maybe he could have some success against him this time around. Yeah, not if he keeps running the way he did the first time. I don't want to play that. (laughs) Thank you so much. Best of luck with Lights Out Extreme Fighting on Fubo, and we'll look forward to catching up with you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. You bet you. Sean Merriman joining us here on your Home of the Cowboys. 
Kendra Miller says it does not look good. Knee stability is a problem. That is the latest report. I just saw that on the screen on uh, ESPN. Brian, do you think that's going to have a big impact on tonight's game? Well, I'll tell you what, though. They, the, the TCU is going to have to find a way to run the football. Maybe it is going to be about that quarterback, Max Duggan, getting those you know, 50, 60 yards extra that they're going to need, though. I, I think TCU's got a lot of weapons. Georgia's probably not going to let you run the football, but you got to try at some point in time. That would be a pretty big loss not to have those one and two backs going at them and wearing them down. The big bomb from Sean Merriman right there at the beginning, he he says, if you don't go on a big run, you, you have enough around you. If you're not winning, you look at the quarterback. Mm. Wow. And, and, and he meant no words when he had that take. That's a, a very interesting one. I said something similar a couple of hours ago. I think the organization needs to decide if you want to win it with Dak, put more around him. Uh, if you want this level of support, I don't know that it's enough to win it, uh, to try to go after the Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. I mean, how much better of a team do you need before you look at Dak and say, okay. Uh, but he seemed pretty confident Cowboys will beat the Bucks, and maybe I'll become more confident as the week goes on. It's clearly not as good of a Tampa team as won the Super Bowl or beat the Cowboys at the beginning of last year. It's probably not as good as the week one team. But I, I still think it's going to be enough to get the best of the Cowboys because of the strength of their defensive front. We got to run, though. And when we come back, it's time for Woolchuck's Top 10 at 420. Where are we headed with that, sir? Got some NFL news for you. And how about we get you started with some college football? The top 10 best national title teams of the modern era. What are they next on the fan? We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, welcome back, Nation. Hope you're having a great day. Segment here is brought to you by the Frankels. You think there will be less big company trucks on the road because of gas prices? Well, think again. And those big trucks have insurance companies to protect them. So get representation that will not settle for less. It's my friends at the Frankels, truckwreck.com. That's truckwreck.com. Now, here he is, the top 10 at 420. We'll check. Thank you very much, General. Appreciate uh, the love and support and even some of the trolling that I've received from the beard shaving that took place. Thank you very much to Walt, who has now uh, not only shaved Gavin's dome, but now shaved my beard. And I'm going to go ahead and retweet that. 
on the socials. You can follow me at Zach Wolchuk on the Twitter, and I love you all. Uh, I will get into the top ten here in just a moment. We're going to do an honor of the national championship game tonight, TCU and Georgia. The top ten national champions of the modern era. So that will be in the 21st century, so really from the 2000s on. So text in who you think is the best, 877-881-1053. If you have one pre-2000, we can give them some love as well. But here is some NFL news very quickly to get to. If you missed it, DeMar Hamlin of the Bills is returning to Buffalo. He's been released from the hospital. Quite the uh, miracle story, and and that is in, in, that it's amazing to hear. And he was watching the game yesterday. Uh, if you missed any of the news that's come out, he's FaceTiming the Bills in, in an incredible moment when they returned the opening kickoff. Naheem Hines had two yesterday for Buffalo. I'm sure they'll be making an appearance on TD Tuesday tomorrow, but that's awesome. Uh, Nick Sirianni said, and he admitted that Jalen Hurts was hurting pretty bad yesterday in his return from that shoulder injury. And he didn't want to get into his injury status, but... Uh, he he was not feeling good. Now, he did play pretty well. He had 229 yards, did have an interception, led the Eagles to a win, but that injury is still not good. And they're lucky they got the week off, but Brian, you've been on to something here. They needed him to play, and he played, but he's still not healthy. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's just working in the league. You, you have a lot of people. I used to work in Philly. You know, know, know a lot of people there and stuff like that, and you know, I, I just mentioned that last week I was commenting with a Cowboys fan of why you play if you're the Cowboys. Why do you keep playing? And and I made a comment about Hurts, and I'm like, he's not completely well. They're hiding something from you. They don't want you to know how bad this injury really is. And then he practiced, and everybody was coming after me about it, and I'm like, fine. But, yeah, he had to play yesterday. They had no choice. They couldn't go to Gardner Minshew. They couldn't win a game with Gardner Minshew at quarterback in order now, Dallas went and played like a bag of ass yesterday, so maybe that it wouldn't have mattered. But yeah, the, the the Eagles the Eagles are in a little trouble right now with their injuries. Quarterback, their nickel corner, their <laughs> offensive tackle, they've got some things that they they had to go get that by because right now if they had to play that that would have been a problem for them. Yeah, JJ uh, Watt making NFL history as he had two sacks in his final game. As if you bet that. J.J. Watt to get two sacks yesterday. You made some money as he says goodbye to the NFL. He said, I can still play. I'm just choosing not to right now as he retires. The Texans fired Lovey Smith. The Cardinals fired Cliff Kingsbury. And also their GM uh, is stepping Steve. away okay, as well. Can I, you go. Can, I, can I ask an opi- a question here, please? Sure, about ask the, a question. What's going on whatever the, the hell you want, Brian. I appreciate that. The, the Texans. Okay, we talk about the Rooney rule and hiring – blackhead coaches right okay is there anybody that's going to get on the texans ass for like hiring two black coaches and firing them each after a year uh, i i mean is that, that what are we doing over there uh, they, i mean they're I a mean, dumpster fire right i mean now. i i don't i don't see how anybody gets i don't see how anybody gets anything out of you t- we talk about hiring coaches but what about how steve about wilkes th- who was also one and done yeah, in arizona how about, how about these coaches that do get hired and then they get fired after one year i'm with you 100 I, mean, I, I, I worry more about that than the hiring okay since you brought it up brian i i do think there's a thing out there where blackhead coaches get crappier jobs they get fired quicker and then they don't get another chance so it's actually like not doing the whole thing a favor right if you f- hire them to get fired you're just like well we checked one off um, you know, while yeah. we were rebuilding and now, you know, um, we'll see, but I, that, that is a thing. I think 
you know, there there are some examples of white guys getting hired and fired very quickly as well as is Denver. Right. But if you would chart it for all time, the opportunities are much crappier teams and the ability to stay on the job as much. But also recently, and I'm sure some people will be like, well, what about Nathaniel Hackett? He just yeah. got fired in season. But I do think recently the one and dones, you can point to African-American coaches who have gotten one year and then it's immediately, okay, you're gone. I, I worry more about that than the hirings. You know, that's the thing that bothers You're not giving these guys a chance. You know, yeah. to even, you know, we, and, we, and we, we complain about that. Like, oh, this hiring practices and all that. Guys get chance. You got to give them an opportunity, right? Yeah. I mean, I think so. Well, Lovey Smith I, had a bad you. team competing late in the year. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Lovey Smith was doing a bad job as a head coach there. I to me, nobody n- could win with that team. No. Well, n- yeah, and they were playing good. well. I mean, they played hard. They played the Chiefs hard. They played the Cowboys hard. They got yeah. a couple of wins late in the season. They won their finale. Yeah. Somebody needs to look at what Nick Cesario is doing there in Houston. You know, but I, I just think overall, I think you're doing more damage to the coaches by making them one and dones. I think that's a great point. All right, let's slide into the top 10 here. The top 10 college football national champions in the modern era. So this is since 2000, and this is in honor of TCU and Georgia tonight. Number 10 will be Ezekiel Elliott's 2014 Ohio State Buckeyes that went 14-1, and and they knocked off Marcus Mariota and the Oregon Ducks right here at AT&T Stadium, 42-20. And how about that good team? Dub. With Cardale Jones, the third stringer, Man. coming in and leading that team to a championship. Good team, yeah. Was he, one of, was he one of those guys that should have declared for the draft and then elected not to, or he wasn't eligible? I can't remember if he wasn't eligible to go. Oh, he bailed early because yeah. he was like, yeah, we didn't come here to go to school. He was that That guy. was David Hellman's favorite guy, Cardale Jones. Like, he like he had a, 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 beer, a beard bet on that, you know, something like that. Oh, wow. That was, that was his guy. Him and Dane Burglar got into it over him. Number nine is the 2008 Florida Gators with Tim Tebow when they knocked off Oklahoma 24-14 to in the national championship. I believe Tim Tebow also just got uh, into the College Football Hall of Fame today yeah. and gave love to all of his Florida Gator teammates. So they had that shocking home Except loss to Aaron Ole Miss. Hernandez. Yeah, I don't think he, he mentioned withheld. anybody by name. Oh, okay, gotcha. But so he's still, he's, technically Hernandez did get love there. He got, he I, I got lumped in. He got lumped in. He loved Urban Meyer. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. I just saw him do a sit-down uh, interview thing on ESPN w- w- with Stetson Bennett. And we know Stetson Bennett is pretty frail. He's like 5'11", 175 pounds. But like sitting the, the two of them next to each other, Tebow looks like a linebacker. 250 he pounds, he's yoked up, but seeing him comparatively to a quarterback that's playing in the championship <laughs> game tonight, that quarterback, Stetson Bennett, looked like 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 a high school, like a freshman high school kid sitting that, next to jacked Tebow. The freshman high school kid might have two national championships tonight when it's all said and done. Yeah. And that yoke guy has got one. Yep. Oh no! It's just I know that's it, just that's no that's what it's. But it's just a funny yeah, thing about yeah. the way it goes. One day someone's yeah. going to say Stetson Bennett. You won two national championships. Sure? <laughs> yeah, it's Is this like the real. You really played football. Yeah, five ten, one hundred seventy five pounds. Tebow is he might be doing two. Tebow, right now. he always this has. Dude, he always yes. has. He yeah. looks he looks like a linebacker for sure. Number eight is last year's Georgia Bulldogs when they knocked off Alabama 
33-18. to 18. What a loaded Georgia team already with tons of studs in the NFL, and they're going to be adding more of this NFL draft. George Pickens was a hell of a player. Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't get a chance. Number seven, the 2013 Florida State Seminoles went undefeated, knocked off Auburn 34-31 to in what was, I believe, the last BCS National Championship game led by Jameis Winston. That was a hell of a game right there. It sure was. Uh, Trey Mason was that running yeah. back at oh. Auburn. Oh, he was so good. Number six was the 2020 Alabama Crimson Tide when they beat Ohio State 52-24. to That was Mac Jones. You had the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith. Najee Harris at running back. So good, so loaded. Number five, you got 2018 Clemson. Trevor Lawrence getting his lone national title undefeated, and they just stomped Alabama 44-16 to in that national championship game. How yeah. about... 54 sacks by that Clemson defense that year. Yeah, you're saying, what is that, the 2018 team, right? Yes. Beat Alabama, Notre Dame, Syracuse, and Texas A&M, all ranked teams that year. So, yeah, the closest game they played all year was the A&M one that was 28-26. Unreal. Yeah. Number four, we've got the 2004 USC Trojans. Undefeated, Matt Leinert. And they beat the Oklahoma Sooners 55-19 to in the BCS National Championship. Leave no doubt was the Trojans' motto, and they sure left no doubt. Matt Leinert, Reggie Bush, Lendale White, unbelievable unit. Number three. Hard to believe this team's only number three. But it's the 2005 Texas Longhorns. They're Take that, number, SC. Number three. Number three. Vince Young. Scores 41 to 38. They beat USC in what is the greatest college football national championship game ever played. So, are we going to have Broadus's LSU team and then one of these like about, old old Miami Hurricane teams? Is no, that what might, this is going to be? It would be the, it would be the two, I would, my guess would be the 2019 LSU team and the 2001 Miami team. You are a historian, sir. Number two, that the Miami team was great. Number two, the 2019 LSU Tigers. Yeah. Go Tigers! And one day we will have Brian Broaddus do the narration of their 30 for 30 as they go undefeated. They beat Clemson 42 to 25. It's Joe Burrow. I was there. It's Jamar Chase. It is Justin Jefferson and a plethora of other NFL studs. Joe Burrow throwing for 60 touchdown passes, an NCAA record. They scored 48.4 points per game. He wins the Heisman Trophy, and that game will be forever remembered. Yes. By the greatness of Brian Brown. It will because I, I almost had to fight my way out of the stadium because David Hellman challenged every Clemson fan to a fight in our mm. section, basically. Well done, David. Yeah, yeah. Now he's just whooping up on LaShawn McCoy every day. But number <laughs> one, the greatest college football national champion in the modern era, the 2001 Miami Hurricanes. Mm. They beat Nebraska 37-14 to in the national championship game, and some people call them the greatest college football team of all time. They were number one in overall defense, number three in total offense, and they had an astonishing 17 first-round oh NFL draft picks. Sean Taylor was on that team. <laughs> yeah, a lot of guys were. Yeah. You're damn right. Yeah, Antoine Roll. Frank Gore. Mm, yeah. Unbelievable. Jonathan Vilma. Was Woo! another one too. Yeah, was on that Will Fork and uh, Antrell Roll. Yeah, was Phil, a beast for Philip them. Buchanan. Yeah, Buchanan. that was some fun film to watch. Where oh do you God. think you'll slide in TCU if they get the dub tonight? 
around five, six. I think they've got to be somewhere, somewhere between there. like five to maybe five to eight. Right maybe heading against this 2001 Miami team. No, they might be number one up. on the damn list. Give yeah. me Max Duggan. Okay, we will have a college football super segment coming up with a TCU preview for the ages at five o'clock. But up next, Cowboys Twitter. The thing the Cowboys are actually number one at that could win them some games in the playoffs. It's coming up next here in the G-Bag Nation. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. We got some Cowboys Twitter top tweets going viral. And we are going to talk some serious football. Uh, but I wanted to talk about old uh, our old friend uh, Jane Slater. <laughs> 105.3 The Fan host alum. She used to rock 10-2 to 2 with uh, Mark Elfenbein. And, uh, you know, that ended like in 2013. She's been dominated the NFL Network pretty much ever since. I thought she looked amazing in in the outfit that she had on yesterday. She went viral for it. Bro Bible picked it up, and she tweeted, layers upon layers, but no snow or rain yet. Uh, inspiration, a football, clearly. She has on brown leather pants and like a brown leather coat, and she, she kind of dressed like a football over here. I love the leather. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really it really went viral on her, man. Yeah, some uh, people compared it to like one of those uh, those sumo outfits that you'd put on at like a corporate retreat. Yes, <laughs> I saw some tweet out like a leather couch picture. Okay, yeah, a lot of leather couches went there, uh, and somebody nominated Jane Slater for football guy of the week for dressing like a football. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, I thought it was I thought it was funny. I didn't even realize this thing went viral until today. Uh, but kudos to Jane; she Jane's always takes it well. well man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's always going to be funny about that because she'll she'll bust balls right back. Oh yeah, legendary a uh, ball buster that James yeah. Slater. Mm-hmm. She's a good broadcaster. Yep. Okay. Uh, the thing the Cowboys are the best in the NFL at that could actually win them a game or two, maybe even all the way. You know, if you think back to the 2006 Saints, how they do it, 50 takeaways. The Cowboys are actually the first team to lead the NFL in takeaways in back-to-back seasons, though, since 1972-1974 Steelers. And I think this is this is the hope, right? As as pessimistic as, you know, I might be annoying some Tolos, but I think a lot of your friends are this pessimistic. Like, we're all rolling our eyes at this at the chances, right? But mm-hmm. if you turn the pass roosh, pass roosh? I like if, that. Pass if, you, if you get in the quarterback's faces, Tom Brady can throw you four picks. You know, that, the, if you the, pressure him up the middle, man, he's yeah. he does not like it. This thing could happen, but you know, being number one in offense, that's not going to win this game. Uh, it's not going to beat the Niners or the Eagles. The elite defense that we thought they had. What is the case with this defense? I don't know, um, but I, I I think it's that especially when you get to the playoffs. Elite offense is not going to happen consistently. Like the greatest show on turf when they won their Super Bowl, it was 23 points against the Titans. And they damn near lost it, you know, and that's a team that was averaging 34, 34 points uh, per game. So that's my path to victory here in the playoffs, guys. You got, guys got anything else for me? I right think on. running the football and playing good defense is always the path. And that's, that's always been the model in the NFL. And I know we're in the era of elite offense, and that's awesome. You want to be able to throw the football, but when you get into the meat and potatoes of the postseason, that's kind of a formula that you will need at some point in the 60-minute football game. I hope they can run the ball. You know, we can debate whether it's in their best interest to run or pass on first down. Nothing was working yesterday. We need yeah. we need one of those two well, things to work. Well, it's the offensive work. line. Yeah. And the good news is, is the reports are that you should hopefully get Tyler Biotish back, which yeah. will then put guys back to where they should be, where you'll get Tyler Smith at left tackle, and you will be able to then have 
you know, your left guard, Connor McGovern, back there, and you don't have Jason Peters playing a full game because Broadus, you were able to watch the All-22. Yeah. I think pass protection was okay, mm-hmm. but, you know, the, the the run blocking is clearly lacking. They haven't been very good at run blocking the last three weeks, if you really want to put it out there. You know, they weren't good against – they weren't good at all against, you know, Philadelphia. They weren't good against Tennessee. They yeah. really weren't good. This team yesterday – Dallas's lowest rushing totals for the season, the last, well, for the last for the two worst games, I believe, have been against the Commanders, both times. Commanders just aren't going to let you run the ball. But they have they have a problem, and you know, hopefully, putting everybody back in in spot will be helpful. I don't know. I yeah. mean, it, 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 let me say this though: without it's watching, not going to be worse. Yeah, without watching Tampa Bay, you know, if if you just look at numbers. It's a, like a middle-of-the-road run defense. Yes. They're like 16th, 15th, or 16th. Yeah, Tyler Algier run for over 100 yards yesterday, and Cordell Patterson was effective as well. See, the thing about it is, though, do you is that number that way because of injuries? I think so. You know, and now they're starting to get, well, they get all their Van guys Hicks. back. Yeah, yeah, corner's getting healthy. Yeah. They can play a little bit more man. Yeah. They have their big guys back. I, I just Barrett's not coming back for him. He's no. out for the year. Yeah. I think that's the only one, though. That's not yeah, but I don't back. think they're getting a bunch of defensive linemen back. Well, they've they've had Vey and Hicks last week. Yeah, see, that's the thing about it is I, I don't think Vea played this week. I don't think I think that's, they, that's I, huge. They rested him for the game for this week, and mm. that was the problem that you know. But I go back and I and we need to go back and watch that myself. Is the Dallas was averaging with Zeke was averaging a little over five yards of carry in that game, and then it turned into oh well. You know, remember it was a game, it was like really kind of close. Yeah. Like, you know, three to nothing, six to nothing, nine to nothing, nine to three. It was one of those games. I mean, Tampa really couldn't get away from you. And Tampa's MO really all season is they don't score a lot of points. No. They, yeah. they throw the ball a ton. They're last in the league in running the ball themselves. No, brutal. But the way they beat you was they ran the ball. Hmm. You know, they ran the ball. Brady didn't have to be Hall of Fame Brady that he was – that game in Tampa when right. you played them two years ago. Well, and, and really the way they beat you was your offense was terrible. Yeah. They scored 19 points. I yeah. mean, I mean, dear God, even even with some of the, the running that they were able to do where Fournette has uh, 127 yards on the ground, they score 19 points. Your offense was absolutely terrible, and unfortunately yeah. you just got a mirror rep- uh, performance Last night it from was, the offense, the same way. It was. It was the game in, against Tampa was very similar to what you saw yesterday in right. Yeah, in, in Washington. Yeah, nothing very was working. Nothing was working. I, I just think these better defenses that you're going to face in the playoffs. You know, and Tennessee had one. Even even though their offense sucked, they had one. Philly had one. Yesterday had one. Tampa, I believe, has one. And I I think it's a pretty consistent recipe now that we're seeing. The only way through that is to go. Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, have Ron Leary, have Doug Free, and dominant offensive line. It takes multiple years to build an offensive line that good, and by the time you get there, your defense is going to suck. So it really is, like Jerry Jones described it, as trying to hold hands full of jello. And as soon as you get one where you want it, the other one's already leaking. John Mishota here tweet about Jerry Jones, quote, we got to suck on that all week. Oh, uh, that was the, the, the big... I guess, money shot from last night. Also tweeted the Cowboys opponents, uh, Commanders, Eagles, Giants, Jets, Lions instead of Packers. Um, 
you know, it's going to be the AFC East plus the Chargers um, and the NFC South. Uh, so, uh, and then uh, Detroit and Carolina. Uh, and then uh, how about George Stoya? I asked Russell Wilson about the coaching search last night, specifically about Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh. Wilson made sure to mention Dan Quinn. I know him personally. He's an amazing coach as well as an amazing person, an amazing soul, and a great leader. So we'll see how much sway uh, Russell Wilson has in that uh, coaching decision there. But it sounds like he'd cast a big old vote for Dan Quinn Mm. right about now. And they have a great defense, don't they? They do. One of the best in the league. So you, you could obviously see him excited to be there because he would have taken the job last year. You feel like he was gone? I, I think that he was absolutely gone. And, and you know, the thing that I'm glad to see for him, there there was some thought that maybe some bridges got burned along the way. Okay. With the general manager there. And I think things are okay now. Okay. All right. Well, didn't need to tell me that. I thought we were heading in a good, good direction. Let's pursue that burnt bridge angle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when we come back, G-Bag Nation. We got the 5 o'clock hour and a college football super segment, including a TCU preview for the ages. The Expressway's right around the corner. L.A. Live with Lucius and more here on 105.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 